0: Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Hello, everybody, welcome to Secure Talk. Secure Talk is brought to you by Adiquest, your cybersecurity and compliance partner. My name is Mark Schreiner, and I'll be your host for this episode of Secure Talk. Today we're going to be talking with Bina Ramamurthy. She is a instructor or professor at the University of Buffalo. She has a PhD in electrical engineering, and she's also director of blockchain at Think Labs. Additionally, she is the author of the book Blockchain in Action, and we're going to be talking about the basics of blockchain, how it's going to change many of the things that we do, and a lot of the security attributes related to blockchain. So hi, Mina, how are you? Good. I'm
1: doing very good, Mark. How are you?
0: Pretty good. Um, I'm on the West Coast. Are you Are you in Buffalo?
1: Yeah, I'm in Buffalo, New York. How
0: are things out there? Cold?
1: It's cold, but it's very calm and nice and beautiful, a layer of snow, and uh, it's wow. nice, very nice. You, I,
0: yeah. you should work for the, uh, the Buffalo Chamber of Commerce.
1: <laughs> we love snow here in Buffalo. You
0: must. I mean, because my image of, of Buffalo is, I, I was a big football fan growing up, um, you know, when I was young, and Buffalo was always playing in the snow, you know. Poor O.J. Simpson was out there running on ice, you know. <laughs> and uh, it yeah, was yeah. uh, that that image is forever etched in my mind. But uh, but apparently it's it's quite nice, huh?
1: Yeah, it's really nice. We we love winters, you know. It's calm and it doesn't make a noise when the snow falls. So that's right wake Very calm, up and you wake up to a good surprise, and, and and it's it's really nice, you know. If you like it. Um, snow is beautiful.
0: <laughs> yes. And um, and your football team is doing well this year as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I've been following the football team forever, ever since I've been here. So we are hoping that they will make it to the Super Bowl one more time. Fingers,
0: fingers <laughs> crossed. Well, yeah. we didn't um, set this podcast to talk about Buffalo or uh, the Bills, but we start, We want to talk about another thing that starts with a B. Uh, we want to yes. talk about blockchain. And you've yes. actually written a book called uh, Blockchain in Action.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Why would you write a book?
1: Okay, so let me let me give you a, um, a history of how I started with, and then you'll understand why I wrote the book. Sure. In twenty in twenty sixteen, somebody mentioned there's a new technology coming about, which is going to revolutionize things. And um, so I was looking for books online, I was looking for papers online, I was looking for blogs online to look at what this is about. I didn't find anything. You know, so I didn't find anything that told me what it is. You know, so then I said, okay, let me tell the world what it is as I'm learning. Okay. You know, so so I. I started, That's actually a
0: yeah. a really good way to learn is to yeah. to rewrite exactly. your thoughts and share yeah. it, right? Because it makes yeah. you kind of formalize and create some structure around it, right?
1: Yeah. And, and to your audience, I want to say that it took me some time. It's not like one day I said, yeah, I understand everything, even though my background is in engineering and things like that. It took me about six months to get to that aha moment. Yes, I understand. you know. And then I, I said, OK, how do I tell people about it? And it takes a long time to put together a course, getting a- approval and things like that. So I said, What's a quick way to reach to reach the world, you know? And then I said Coursera, online learning. <laughs> so I, I put together in the next year, you know, I put together four courses. Of, wow, that's uh, great! You know, introduction, how to program, how to develop application, and then what's out there, you know, looking out to the future. And I are, the, said, are, okay. are those
0: courses still available on on, on Coursera? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Going- well, I, I will get the information afterwards, and I'm going to put it uh, put a link to them. In the yeah. uh, the description of, of the the video and the podcast,
1: yeah. And so uh, when I when I when I did that, I said, okay, it'll be there for a couple of uh, couple of years, but it's still going strong. Excellent. And I have about two about two hundred thousand people enrolled in it, and about you know three three thousand people a month enrolling in it. It's going strong, but then. You know, I said, uh, we want something concrete for people who want to make a career out of this blockchain technology. And the book is about um, how to develop applications. People talk about this use case, that use case, but, you know, they don't tell you how to get there. And so I said, we should write a book. It's more like a cookbook or a recipe book as to how to make applications for the blockchain so that, you know, you can solve problems that um, will be useful for the world. And that's it. That's the reason I wrote the book. The book is about um, how to solve problems on blockchain, how to develop applications on blockchain. And so that any student or any freelancer or anybody who wants to do this can, um, can self-learn from this book.
0: That's excellent. Know, and, and, get- and, and I think especially back a few years ago when you first started, you know, dipping your toes into the blockchain pool, mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of. Kind of misperceptions that bitcoin is blockchain and blockchain yes. is, uh, is bitcoin and and they, and they both start with b and buffalo yeah. and bina it's all b <laughs> but uh <laughs> but, but 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 maybe you can um before we dive into like how you can use for applications can you just quickly for i i think at this point most people understand but but the, you know could you quickly help us to understand the differences between the two
1: yeah i i would say that um so let me again go back to the history of how it came about sure you know when I know some of us uh, will recall in two thousand eight, the financial markets were crum- crumbling down.
0: I remember, yeah,
1: <laughs> I remember life. <laughs> you know, a lot of people lost jobs and things like that, and they, there was a. They said everything is going to go down the tube, and at that point, and you know, all these centralized organizations we trusted, trust is the keyword, were crumbling down. Oh. They did something wrong, and so. Um, some and somebody secretive person said, Okay, we can do it without the centralized organization. And um, cryptocurrency bitcoin was released in 2008, 2009, actually, 2009, January. So, um, everybody was excited, there was a digital money that can be done peer to peer, you right. to me, without a central organization. But then when they looked, closely at this technology, they found that the underlying trust layer, mm-hmm. that is the key word, the key phrase, the trust layer called the blockchain, is much more potent, much more valuable to the, you know, the technology community. And that's the realization that made it, this is more than cryptocurrency. This is a trust layer, the blockchain that enabled Bitcoin. Right. The blockchain is a trust layer. If there's one one phrase that you want to learn, it's a trust layer. And let me position trust layer. Internet came about, a security layer came about, and that gave rise to online shopping and other things, right? right. And now when you establish a trust layer on top of it, you can do a lot more. You and I can trust each other and do transactions. Do you see what I mean? Sure. So uh, yeah, that is so it's going to enable some more uh, uh, some other applications which we haven't heard of.
0: So what, you know. basically, what you're saying is, I mean, Bitcoin is obviously it's a cryptocurrency. Um, it is one application of yes. blockchain. it's yeah. it's a ma- it's and it's dis- it's a major disruptor. And you see players like PayPal and Square that are taking very very heavy positions in block into Bitcoin and using it as, a, or enabling their customers to use it as a, um, a currency for transactions, right? Yes, this is yes. a huge development in the last few months, uh, partially probably also helping to fuel the, the, the rise of, of, yes. of, of Bitcoin price. But the underlying application there or platform is that trust layer. And so what, what other, before, I, I do wanna take a step back and kind of go through some of the chapters of your book, but what other areas are ripe for dis, uh, disruption using this trust layer? Maybe a couple examples.
1: Yeah, I can give you one. One Mm -hmm. is a Um, micropayment. Let's consider, you know, I look up plastic cleanup all over the world. I'll give you something more business-oriented too. This is, think about the plastic all over the world. This is a global problem. Sure. Okay. You and I cannot go to uh, Zambia or Mombasa, Kenya and clean up the plastic.
0: Nope.
1: Okay. So local people have to clean up. How do you incentivize the local people, okay, all over the world to clean up the plastic? Okay, by paying micropayment, little little payments. You know, the payments enough for them to incentivize to clean up the plastic, but at the same time they may not have a bank account. They may not be interested in setting up a centralized bank account. And so this is, that's one of the things I cover in, I have an application that completely solves that.
0: <laughs> so is is that actually happening right now? Is there an organization out there that's doing this?
1: Maybe doing it, but not on a blockchain or something like mm. that. But, it, you know, they're doing it, but we, there's no accountability and things sure. like that. Sure. And blockchain can provide a mechanism for doing this formally, automatically, you know, uh, so that it, if, if United Nation establishes that and says, okay. Everybody, whoever cleans up the plastic, can get some small piece of money. That sure. may be so small that it may not be significant for you and me. Um, you know, even for go through the bank account. Do you yeah, I mean, it's I mean,
0: it's not it's not it's not going to justify the the fifty dollar yeah. wire fee that uh, our yeah. bank is going to charge us to pay this little micro payment that you right. Yeah. So, so, but
1: then it is significant for a schoolgirl. That's what I say in Mombasa, Kenya. This may be uh, enough for her to go to a party this weekend. You know, and right. see what I mean. So um, and then she may decide I don't want to do it anymore. That's it. End of story. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? people can join the network and leave the network as they wish. Your record is not there. You see, you are not bound to it.
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay. So let's back up a little bit and, 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 and go through your book. And by the way, I mean uh, the fact that you said it took you about six months of research uh, to get a kind of a, a firm understanding um, it says something about the, both the complexity, but also the, the, the lack of solid information back when you got started, yes. because yes. you do have a PhD in electrical engineering, right? I mean, yes. you, so yes, you're, absolutely. you're already, um, much <laughs> farther down the road than ever, most of us will ever get. So, um, you, you do start off with some, uh, in your book about some blockchain basics, um, mm-hmm. and, and, <clears throat> Maybe you can t- give us the basics, and you kind of gave one example of an application, but maybe you can talk about some applications that are actually being used right now. But let, let's go back to the basics.
1: Okay. The way, um, going back to it, it's a trust layer. Okay. You know? uh, so tell me that trust is not needed between you and you and relatives and friends and, you know, the company board or anywhere. You know, trust is an essential element. That's something that we have to understand, you know, in politics, in in experiments that we conduct in the lab, experiment the COVID data that we record. Sure, <laughs> you know we got to so, trust it. <laughs> trust it. So, but but how, how we, does it
0: how does it mechanically uh, actually work then?
1: Yeah, how does it create the trust? Okay, you know you might have heard of algorithmic trading, right? In yeah. financial market that is making millions of dollars or zillions of dollars for the or collapsing the
0: financial yeah. system. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: the same way it is. How do you trust? You verify. Marcus Mark is Mark. Verified. And then you validate. Validate that, you know, this is the time or something like that. Verification. Validation. And then we also record if I lend you ten thousand dollars, you know, I say, okay, it is it is is a valid person, verified that he's a real human being. Mm-hmm. And then I make a note of it. Mm-hmm. Right? I make a note of it. You make a note of it. And also you tell your friend, I tell my friend I lent Mark ten thousand dollars. So Verification, algorithmic verification, algorithmic validation, algorithmic recording in with the contents of you, me and two more people uh, and more people. That's it.
0: And that will be a permanent part of that blockchain. It's a permanent exactly. record, right? So
1: You can think about the blockchain. Oh, yeah. Been a Mark $10,000. So that is recorded there. And before that is recorded, we all, we four of us or 10 of us or 10,000 of us agree, depending on the magnitude of the problem. You know, agree that that's a consensus, algorithmic mm-hmm. consensus that this is indeed a fact, this is indeed a truth, and it goes, and then it goes on the blockchain. And
0: and, and that's it's, something I could never get my mind around because you do have to have that um, agreement, right? And how mm-hmm. does that process take place?
1: Okay, so the agreement could be, you know, um, and there are so many ways. It started off with what is called the proof of work, You're right, uh, in Bitcoin. Um, that that is very very um, energy. Uh, you know, it consumes a lot of energy. Sure. in The proof of word because it is a, a difficult problem to solve, but easy problem to uh, understand. Yes, I agree that to verify the solution. Right? Verify. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Verify. Yeah, it's easy to verify, but difficult to solve. And so, uh, in the process of, it's a brute force. They are solving, 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 trying to solve, trying to solve. They're consuming a lot of uh, work energy. Right. And so that's why it's called proof of work. Now, that is the consensus process. And so many people try and then, but it could be, it doesn't have to be proof of work. It could be some other consensus algorithm where, you know, like I said, you know, if it is, we all agree that we we, we see physically that I lent you $10,000, that that could be a consensus. Mm -hmm. So, and, or if I say, if I am a person, um, you know, a stakeholder, I have a lot of money in the Bitcoin or whatever cryptocurrency. If I say, I agree that this is a good good one, you know, we come to a consensus because I have a lot of stake. If <laughs> sure. I say, if I told a lie, then I I am standing to lose that money. Do you see what I mean? Sure, sure. So that is called proof of stake. Okay. And there are so many, So there, are, proof of work is quite algorithmically intensive. Proof of stake is a little bit more... Um, you know, reasonable, and so there are so many consensus algorithm, um, common sense consensus algorithms are coming about now. So um, you can you can codify any of the common consensus algorithms that we have. You know, do you see sure. in, in real life? You know, all you have to do is how do we agree on something? Just put a code on that. You know, so um, that is um, that is what is the consensus process, and the consensus process is needed for. Um, needed as a condition for recording so we don't want we don't want lies on the blockchain right yeah so that's why you have a gatekeeper of verification gatekeeper of validation and a gatekeeper of consensus before it can be recorded on the blockchain
0: and these gatekeepers are are these are parts of the code or these are okay okay
1: these are parts of the verification and validation, I would say, is a part of the smart contract. You might right. have heard of smart contract.
0: Yeah, and that, yeah, I want to talk to that about that next. So go, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry.
1: So yeah, that's leading us to the smart contract. Yeah. The smart contract does the verifi- verification and the validation. And the consensus is going to the protocol. You know, the blo- blockchain code is a smart contract that does the verification and validation. And the protocol is pushed to the lower level of protocol because we want some more some more strength in the consensus. We don't want any um, any simple method not simple method I would say you want a strong consensus algorithm um, you know that is uniform for everybody who's on the network right you know we don't want a consensus one for your team and one for my team right, right. right. Uh, everybody on the, everybody on on the blockchain should be bound by the same consensus rule It's like playing football. Like, right. you know, right. we don't want the rules for you different than me. Do you see what I mean? So that's why the consensus algorithm should be the same for everybody on a given block blockchain. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so uh, can you give um, a common use example of a smart contract? I'm talking about something that's out in the public domain and being used right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, for example, the one I do is... Um, um blind auction you know okay, okay. a blind auction example i do in the book i have a, we, i played it with my students too okay so uh, the first thing is um in the smart contract you understand the smart contract is a very very thin layer it's not like a, you know um, that's the beauty of it it's it's not a hundred, thousands and thousands and lines of code it just does the verification most of the where a lot of computation is done outside in the existing systems, nobody is going to go away. Right. You know, when we introduce security, we didn't vanquish the other system; we right. simply slid the security in. HTTP, HTTPS. All right. We don't even know when it came about. Right? right. So likewise, the trust layer is going to be there as a thin sliver of um, you know covertly uh, observing what's going on. And so, the smart card. Going back to it you want only the people who are registered to be bidding, let's say. Right. That could be, just like a um, verified traveler only goes into the airport. Okay. The same way um, blind auction could be uh, registering people. You know, only the registered people could be um, bidding. Okay. okay, And then validation, usually verification is a general rule, a general rule. You know, like anybody anybody with a ballot ticket, uh, with a you know, uh, or a DMB license can get into the airport. But they may be going to a specific, um, you know, a flight. The same way in the blind auction, going back to the blind auction, registered users only can bid. Second thing is that when they bid, they cannot be bidding um, below a certain level. Right. That's validation. Like, okay. for example, if you have put a Picasso there, you know, you don't want to be... Um, <laughs> you don't want to bid them $1 or $2 you, you want to set a base bid sure you know? so, so 10 million dollars you cannot bid you know 10 million dollars or you know more i mean you just create a
0: range that's 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 yeah. appropriate for that specific blind auction yeah. right? Yeah.
1: that is validation. <clears throat> okay. and then you go about and then you there are also there's something called events you cannot be it cannot be going on forever we set the day it's one day within the day you have to do it okay um, and so that those are the um, co- those are the things that are codified in a smart contract going back to it a smart contract codifies rules policies those are the things that are codified it's not the the major computations of calculating pi or something right, like right, that right 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 but so w- if you have digital democracy that's another example i do you have to make sure that they are it's a valid order Right, mm-hmm. and they owe within a certain period, and things like that. So those, a smart contract codifies rules, policies for governance, provenance, regulations, and so on. Excellent.
0: So, so let me ask you, um, because this is very topical and timely in the U.S. right now, how can blockchain? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe smart contracts as well, because this is a you know a, a part of blockchain, but how can it be used to make the election process uh, run more smoothly and more verifiably? Yeah. I mean, because that's a big issue right now. I mean, you know, you have a lot of uh, distrust uh, in terms of the results. and what yeah. can how can blockchain be used to demonstrate? These are the results, and you can yeah. trust it.
1: Okay, so um, we assume that they are registered voters. They vote at a certain place. Right now, judges' oaths, like let's take, I mean, maybe Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania's oaths are kept in Pennsylvania, one place, that precinct. Right. right. If you had a blockchain, as they are electronically voting there, okay. There'll be a copy in Pennsylvania state. There'll be a copy in the election office. There'll be a copy in federal government. Mm -hmm. Those are the nodes, blockchain nodes. Gotcha. So so even if they change something in Pennsylvania...
0: You would have a record of it in the blockchain, right?
1: Yeah, in the blockchain, somewhere else. You know, that is the beauty of it. So if you could create a blockchain for democracy. You will know exactly who the voters are, how they voted. Even if somebody changes, you know, they cannot change. If they change it, you know, you're invalidated. Do you see what right. I mean? Right. And uh, so you have exact copy of it automatically created. Once it is confirmed, you and I and every stakeholder, um, and not every, you don't have to have everybody. You can have nodes set up for you, me, and, uh, you know, a state election board, federal election board, supreme court. I mean, I'm just making right, up right, like right, it. right. You know, they could do it. You know, one thing I learned this time, you know, I've been voting for a long time, is about the electoral college. I never even cared
0: about it.
1: <laughs> you know, the founding fathers did six, co- several copies, and now they are making six copies.
0: Six copies of,
1: of the, ele- the electoral vote from every state. There are six copies, redundancy, right? Right. Think about it. One copy is going to Vice, uh, I mean, the president of the Senate. Two copies going to archives. One copy is going to the state um, secretary of state. One copy is going. So you see the redundancy there, redundancy for the sake of safety, privacy and security of this document. Sure. So that's exactly the thing. But that's all paper. But now codify it in the blockchain.
0: Sure.
1: Okay. So, I mean, theoretically, you and I can host a node and we can get a copy. Of course, we don't want that happening. We cannot do anything about it. But, you know, what I'm saying is that Democratic Party can have a node. Sure. Republican Party can have a node. So they don't have to be waiting for three days, four days, five days, six days, six weeks for this. Mm. They can instantly know this is what it is.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I guess that's a whole other discussion because then, you know, do you have, do you still have some kind of a paper ballot or you could, could you generate a paper ballot? Could, could voters go online and check to make sure that their vote was recorded accurately? You know, I mean, I, I think if you have a way that me as an individual voter can somehow verify that, yeah. you know, and, and that's all part of that, that, that chain, that yes, blockchain, absolutely. right? And, and once you can go in and it's like, okay, if you guys don't trust the results log into your portal or account and, and and just confirm it right you know yeah, yeah.
1: see um, we didn't discuss something at the beginning of all these democratic process you and I will have a decentralized entity identity on that blockchain unique right. one mm-hmm. you know so um, that is the one that's going to tell get me the record transaction where Mark voted it is going to get you that right. Okay, so um, your identity, and you know that identity is not given by Facebook, LinkedIn, or your university or your company, It self-generated. Wow. Okay, and self-generated, it, it, theoretically it can be self-generated, and then you say, that's my identity, mm-hmm. and of course there are things that come with it because, you, you, uh, you know, you, how many times in my class people say, oh my God, I lost the identity, you know, well. But I- it,
0: did you you heard about the the gentleman the in Bitcoin. the UK that lost the hard drive with yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin yeah. on it, and they're they're yeah. going to tear up the dump looking for it? <laughs> they offered him seventy million dollars, the the, the the government, it, for the rights to go in and dig through the garbage. <laughs> so that is so, a problem, right? Yeah.
1: That, that's a problem, but I feel that with education, we can mm. take care of this. Yeah. You know, remember, recall the day when. Credit cards came about. We didn't know how to use the credit cards. Right. You know, now we're kind of a little bit savvy about it and things are bad. I I think this is like a mass education. Everybody, you and I can generate an identity, but you cannot go back and say, I forgot my username, I forgot my password. That's not possible in that world, at least un- unless you go through a third party and things like that. If you want to purely work on the blockchain, I, I do it. In fact, I have identity for my class. I have identity. You can generate as many identities I, you want. You know, you can generate one for the podcast, one for your business, one for your personal account. You know, it's a 256-bit number. Sure. Right? Every grain of sand can have an identity. <laughs> and still it will be unique. You know, so that, that's what the beauty of that is. Uh, these are things um, people have to know you see what no, I mean? it's a process it's not yeah it's a process it's not just you and me or uh, you know people with phds and things like that this is a technology for everyone
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know today i i prove that to my class today you can create an identity go on on the main main with just a browser enabled you can go on and transact if you're linked, i i've done That's, that it's I've amazing done that because uh, yeah I've done that because just to make sure that i I know what I'm talking about. I've done that with... The, the, no, I,
0: I, I did it too. I, I um, started ex- exploring Bitcoin in uh, maybe 2016. And and I, I wrote a couple of blog posts about it. But before I wrote anything, I went online and actually did some transactions. Yeah. I wanted to see... Because if it was just this, uh, you know, the, the bubble, like the the Dutch tulip... Story right, you know, which is a common example of of of, of kind of a crazy bubble right on, on based upon tulip bulbs uh, but if it was like one of those, I wanted to see can the cryptocurrency actually be used to transact business and yeah, you know, and at that time I was in Japan actually in J- the, the the Japanese government had announced that by the year two twenty uh, 2020 that there would be something like three hundred thousand ATMs across Japan. That would be able to transact in Bitcoin. I don't know if they achieved that, but when you prove the transaction capability and then you see that commitment towards enabling it, I was like, you know, this is not gonna go away. This is not a, a fad or, or a or a you know, a tulip bulb bubble or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can yeah, vouch for that. Yes. You know, I'm glad that I did that in 2020. I don't know when I did that you can see the price increase now yeah, yeah 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 well it's it's had
0: some ups and downs but you know that's that's to be accepted or expected any kind of new disruptive technology and um and it kind of thrives on i think it thrives on some of this some of the instability uh, pe- because people are are looking for something that's verifiable something that they can trust you know and people don't want to walk around with a pound of gold in their pocket you know so
1: yeah, I think it, it is very, very interesting um, as a trust layer. So I would say it is not something um, which is, a, you know, at the periphery of technology. This is a mainstream. It's, sure. It is going to be a mainstream. So if you say in a layer of trust, it's going to disappear, you know, into the fabric of how we do, you know. But what is important is that the applications that are coming out, you're asking me, I don't even know what right. what else is going to come because I, I imagine there's one more thing that I can tell you that's in my book. I think the 10th, 11th, 10th chapter, I think. Yeah, maybe ten. It's about assets, digital assets. Okay. You and I can own a Picasso.
0: <laughs> maybe you could. <laughs> I could no, own no, a small no, micro piece of a no, Picasso. <laughs> micro,
1: that's what it is. A micro piece of it. Okay. Do you see what I mean? So if you make it a digital asset, you know, I'm not saying digitizing it. You know, you say that's a Picasso and who owns it? Nobody's there to buy this Picasso. you know, maybe make a digital asset out of it, a tokenization. It's called tokenization of digital assets. You know, I own a piece, you own a piece, the ownership of who owns it. Actually,
0: gosh, I mean, what a great investment model. Mm -hmm. um you know what i would love i you know there's an artist um Mm -hmm. and you know i I, i'm convinced that in the future his paintings are going to be worth exponentially more than they are today i can't afford to do it i can get a consortium of friends and 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 people i don't even know as long as you've got this blockchain identity and then we say let's go buy that piece of art and we can all participate in the ownership and the upside of it right Yes, That is an awesome I mean, I, business model.
1: I, I do that for real estate in my book in one of the applications, you know. So, I want to
0: invest in Mumbai, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put in my $20 and, uh, or whatever, Bitcoin and or whatever, yeah. Well,
1: I say that you and I are co-owners of this art that you're talking about. Yeah. You can bequeath it to somebody because you can write on the uh, thing wow. that it is something. And then as it rises and falls, you can see the price rise and fall of the identity. Right. Okay, do you see what I mean? And so and You can invest you in can
0: virtually spend, anything then yeah, going forward. And then
1: you can say um, your friends, go look it up. You see the ownership of this, you know, the 10 people who well, own
0: it. And then it also makes, because one of the problems with art or investments like that is traditionally, it's not a very liquid investment. Yes. You know, because I've got to find somebody who's going to buy this entire painting, right? But when you're selling, you could sell your micro portion of it. Wow! Basically, it's a way to take any physical asset, and, yes. or even in IP, and and create yeah. an investment asset out of it, and, and let up, yeah. allow and you could and open it up to the masses, not just to the yes. super rich.
1: Yes, that's what it. And the digital digital assets, digitization, tokenization. You know, um, yeah. it will grow in value. It will come down in value you won't believe that will give a marketplace for all these artists who, who would, would desire to enter, but it's so hard to, the threshold is so high, they cannot do much about it. You know, uh, a crowd can help them, you know, make a living out of it or something like that. Do you absolutely, see what I mean? Absolutely. And then it's you have a...
0: sites like pa- Patreon that, mm-hmm. um, you know, where you can have your idea and then people invest <laughs> in it. But, but I mean, that's they're, they're typically smaller investments anyway. But you, you what you're talking about uh, before is, <laughs> You can go after any investment in the world. You know, mm-hmm. it could be a a, a, a tower yeah. in downtown Chicago. If as long as you have yeah. enough, you know, uh, uh, enough people I, who that can go in, and um, yeah, no, I mean, that's that's an amazing concept. I,
1: I do it for the real estate because I know that in India, real estate is a very touchy subject. Yeah, what I mean, um, and and also I was in Peru, and what they said was most of the revolutions are caused by <laughs> uh, real estate. You know, people yeah. just. Taking away the real estate, and so I, real estate was my uh, digital token that I talk about. But it could be—that's a metaphor. Real yeah. estate is a metaphor. It could be sure. any digital asset. That's, and then the marketplace is another example. Marketplace is, you know, I, I mean, I can mention, I go to an online central provider and buy things from there. You know, it so happened once the central provider says your way of providing money for us. I'm not going to accept anymore. It's a P.O. in a purchase order. We sure. are not going to accept anymore. Then I looked up, what do I do? I have this much money and I have to get it for my student. Then I looked up, who's the seller? I directly contacted the seller.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The seller was so happy. <laughs> we And I asked my P.O., can we do P.O. with this person? And they agreed on the direct sales, yeah. direct yeah. marketplace. You know, we cut the middle person
0: that's number number one rule and instinct of every business in business yeah. person. Cut out the yeah. middle person.
1: <laughs> and when you cut out the middle person, I'm not saying that we should do away with them. It is necessary for so many things. Well, them they be there, but there are situations when you go directly, you're helping helping people on the ground. It may not, you, you may be making more. You may be making more money for them. You may be getting more products. When you cut out the middle person, uh, uh, in some instances, for example, I, I can I, I can tell you Monica honey or something. Go look it up. There are hundreds of them. I don't know which one is good, which one is better. Ooh. But I heard that New Zealand is the one that makes it. Okay, you know, and nobody else. All the others are just you know fakes. Mm. You know, so what if we can go get get honey? Uh, little things, little things like that. And then uh, this one I talk about is electronic components. I went to the direct person and you know it's such a big deal same thing with travel
0: yeah
1: i bypassed local agencies because they couldn't give me a date of right. what, when we wanted to go i i directly went to this south american country i didn't even know who they were you know i transacted with them directly and i got a in a good fantastic tour you know so but that those are all things i make it up as a one person but what if i can open it up through the blockchain
0: sure. to the world sure
1: okay. And those are the things,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in your book, you mentioned something that I haven't heard before, and that's dApps.
1: Yeah. See, dApps are, smart contracts are all right. You okay. know, they are a, a layer of code. But uh, many people don't know code. Okay. Right? So we have to provide them a good interface so that you know uh, people forget, especially people in my academics, they all do all these codes, but they they forget the upper layer where you have to expose this to the, uh, the world so that you anybody can get into this. Uh, so DApps and decentralized applications are a layer over the smart contract that provide access to the smart contract and the blockchain services through the web.
0: Okay, so it's a decentralized app or even maybe a digital app, but basically it's the interface, so yeah, it allows it me can, to go on and got you. The, it okay. can be in the
1: phone. People people don't have laptops, but they have phones. They, yep. It can also be on the phone. In fact, uh, uh, I know people who have four phones and five phones. They don't have a house. They live under their tree. Do <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. So, but they can access the smart contract in the blockchain through the DAP. Okay. That's, that, DAP is something um, that shows up on the... Um, it's like a layer so that anybody can access the blockchain services and the smart contract.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Um, um, can you talk? I mean, because this, you know, the, the, the theme of this show is, or this podcast is typically related to security. Um, you, you mentioned security and privacy. You may have already covered this, but you mentioned security and privacy in your book. Can you talk a little bit about how the blockchain can further enhance security and privacy?
1: Yeah. Um, it is built on security, okay. it's a crypto. Uh, the strong foundation of blockchain, it has survived, the Bitcoin blockchain, to 2009, now it is more than 10 years to survive, because it has got a strong security fundamentals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And you can make it private by encrypting what you send. There are also protocols which will make it so that you, you don't even know that you and I send transactions. Okay, it's, they're called shielded transactions. I don't want to get too much into the thing. So you can also make it private, secure, that, a protocol, that I, a protocol by which you can make the transaction secure and private and transparent.
0: But, well, the secure and private and shielded part, doesn't that make some governments uh, a little bit nervous? I mean, that's, you know, they, they one, they're looking for, mm-hmm. you, you know, criminal behavior, but they're also looking for opportunities to tax, right? And when yep. you take yep. transactions private, how yeah. does, uh, in, what's that going to lead to?
1: Okay, so th- those are the things come in regulations and mm-hmm. laws um, that, uh, you know, your financial services department is going to enact. You right. Know. right now, in fact, I'm in talk with, not just me, um, in New York is the forefront of financial services sure. right now. The Department of Financial Services. We've got some, you know, we we've, we had several meetings. We have a memora, memorandum of understanding with us to popular to publicize some of the things that they are doing, and they are upfront with rules and regulations. So if there is something that is not right, you know, what do you do? Right. How do you get that data? Uh, and something that is something that. That comes to legal actions, and uh,
0: um, so they're setting up some type of uh, some regulatory yeah. framework and some guidelines, yeah. best practices, and say, you know, on the, on these kind of instances, we would have to flag this transaction, or you may yes. want to self-flag, etc. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, on uh, that, you won't believe PayPal, Facebook, they're all involved in it, in that particular. In yeah, that. I'm
0: sure they they yeah. they want yeah. to be part They're of it. They're all right? involved in it, yeah. so they
1: they want their voice to be heard. You know, yeah. like how they will do it, and they are. Uh, this is um. I mean, I, I have and right now, in fact, twenty second second, I have to get involved in some some things to do with that. So I'm I'm not just me. There are a lot of people involved, and I'm I'm directly talking to some of the um and the people there, you know, about how it can be done and so on. So.
0: Excellent. Um, let me ask you this, because I mean, we're, we're running out of time here, but um, in your in your book, you have a chapter called uh, Blockchain, the Road Ahead. And, you know, one of the issues with books is by the time it hits the market, some of the information needs to be, you kind of continually have to update it. So what is blockchain? Um, what's, the, what's the road ahead for blockchain?
1: Okay. Um, the block, it's very bright.
0: That's okay. one thing
1: I want to say. Okay. It is, it is, enterprises i can see on my linkedin who are all using it from baidu to you know um uh, vmware everybody is involved in it you know so um so it's it's interest is very strong okay Uh, apart from that i would say the trust enabling of the enterprise is going to happen okay okay everybody is going to reach out and say yes the truth that i have you know um you know, I, the facts that I know is not going to be recorded in my thing so that I can change it. That has happened in so many cases, the COVID case, recording of cases, uh, the Detroit, uh, you know, the uh, lead level in people. Literally, they changed it. You know, that may not happen. So I think they know there are convincing use cases by which um, critical enterprises going ahead will introduce this trust me here. Yeah. So that there is a record, not not for for governance, for provenance, for, um, for proving that they have indeed done the right things. Sure. You know, so that is the next step, you know, and then there'll be applications, which, you know, I'm talking about local economies will benefit by it. Global economies will also benefit by it. You know, it's not just don't think about it as, oh, this has to be a big application you know, it is equally applicable to local economies as it is applicable to global economies. You understand that trust is all the more important among, you know, uh, within the state than within the, the whole sure. federal government in, in certain instances. So I think, so that's the next step. Future is, is, it is going to be a part of it. And I would say five years from now, we won't even be talking about, you know, this layer. It, it is going to be a part of the internet. And because trust is installed, instilled, you know, you can do a lot more. You know, for example, autonomous cars can benefit by it. You know, how they make the decision, mm-hmm. how the data data is recorded in COVID situation, you know, in databases about, you know, there is. I have in the first chapter, I talk about five or six um, examples. I didn't put the link there because uh, they didn't want links from the first chapter. It's about sharing of information like in 9-11, you know, which was missed, there's sure. a gap.
0: Sure.
1: Okay, that could, if there was a node in Minnesota and there was a node in FBI,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the event flagged and saying, oh, there's a problem, or, you know, that could have been done. Texas mass shooting, I'm talking about that. It's not that I'm, I'm talking about gun control or anything like sure. that, but if the database was, was the node database was on, not the database, the the little bit of information was on the blockchain, not the database. The, the blockchain is not a database, but that little information was there. that person wouldn't have been sold the gun.
0: right right yeah. nice. Things
1: like that, sharing of information. So I would say the lot of application is going to come um, ahead and also it's looking forward. you know we are in 64-bit machine. This is giving you enormous power you know of uh, decentralized identity. So far it's been a centralized world. Where are we going next? Where? You know, where is the evolution? Where? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's I think that's what I feel. I have written some applications in the first chapter as well as it's going to be a part of all of all of our systems.
0: Yeah. Well, and, um, for for people who want to learn more and kind of keep abreast of events or developments in blockchain, mm-hmm. in addition to reading your book, Blockchain in Action. What would you recommend them? What 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 resources do you use or do you follow?
1: Um, I see. Okay. I, I, at this time, I have to tell you the, the preferred blockchain for me is Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are white. If you want technical knowledge, you can go to white paper on all these things. If it is technical knowledge, but I don't want to push people into learning technical knowledge. They have to be just like web savvy, internet savvy. They have to be blockchain savvy going forward, not not programming or developing applications, but to be able to interact. Sure. You know, so you have some etiquettes, email etiquettes. You know, etiquettes are all right, but more than that, you have to be educated about what's the best practices, what's not good to do. You know, you cannot give the secret words to people. You right. know, if they ask you, you cannot give your SSN to people. Likewise, um, I. My my goal in doing things is that be educated about it. So I would say um, they can look at the technical knowledge. They can look at the white papers, and I do talk about. In, you know, they can look at Coursera courses right, on right. blockchain. They, they can look at the courses. And my first chapter, I don't look at any. I don't show any code. You know, I am I'm, I'm just saying these are the use cases. Right, convincing use cases, and the last chapter, and. I would say in the book, just read the problem statements. I have six that's Just read the problem statement. don't go into the code unless you are a developer you know for for everyone, just read the problem statement. That will make you digital democracy. blind auction, tokenization, digital credentialing. What are you doing with education? Mm-hmm. People get skills on the road, skills on the you know working things. You know they don't have to come to university central university anymore. Right. how do you take care of it? Oh, that's my eleventh chapter so I have six dapps you just read the problem statement you will, you can imagine going forward what blockchain can do
0: wow um, I'm inspired and I'm gonna probably uh, write those problem statements out and just just look at them <laughs> like once a week just to kind of get the wheels going and, uh, and yeah. make you think because I mean the world's changing so so quickly and um, and sometimes it's a little scary but a lot of times it's it's just really amazing and uh, you know I, I I still our kids. They look at this stuff and they're like, "Yeah, of course." But like you know, when we were growing up, if somebody said that this was possible, everything that you can do on this phone, I would be like, "Liar! No way!" I know. <laughs> and, and remember
1: carrying block- this whole big bag of phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there. Yeah, this is crazy. So, and and I and I, it's my opinion, and I, I think you're probably on board with this that um, what's happening now with crypto and, and blockchain has the potential to you know, be as impactful as the internet and as yeah. these things and, and so on. So hey Bina, it's it's been really great talking with you. Um highly recommend your book and I will put links to both your book. I think we're gonna put some coupon codes in the description as well for a discount on your on your on your, your book from Manning Publications, which again is blockchain in action. Mm-hmm. and i will find the links to your coursera websites yeah. or if you can email them to me that would be great yeah i will do
1: that i would do that and yeah.
0: um and then we'll get that, get that out there and i would love to touch base with you maybe you know a few months down the road maybe 6 months down the road to see because between now and then there could be some um some big, big changes big right news yeah right. <laughs> it's
1: happening it's happening now you know right
0: well we've got the inauguration yeah, the, the presidential inauguration uh, that's yeah. supposed to be I- happening right now <laughs> no
1: no what I'm saying is that it was dormant for some time. Yeah. Now, everything is coming up. And yeah. I, so, yeah. yeah,
0: you're exactly right. So, um, you can
1: send me mail anytime. Okay, it's
0: great talking to you, and uh, you take Very care, nice okay? Time.